You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Dr. Marie Burnoff from the School of Nursing, Midwifery and Indigenous Health at Charles Sturt University to discuss her research into the impact of a participatory care model on work satisfaction of care workers and functional decline of community-dwelling older people. Thank you for joining me, Marie. Thanks for inviting me, Dallas. In the article, you detailed the challenge specialist mental health services may face in providing effective services to the older population. Where does this stem from? Um, It stems from the ability to uh, firstly identify older people who have mental health uh, issues. Uh, It's ensuring that we are able to identify these people to have them um, come forward and to um, deal with some of the stigma related to mental health. Uh, Our older population tend to uh, have the traditional stigmas around mental health that it's shameful. But um, if we can uh, have services, have um, um, workers with the right skills, have the approach uh, and have um, media identify that it's okay to talk about mental health issues, we may be able to have um, people come forward and uh, um, ensure that you know they're comfortable to say that they have a mental health issue. But it's also about the approach of the service providers and the, uh, the staff within those services to have the correct approach so that the older person feels comfortable in talking about what's happening for them. And I think with the project that we did in Hobart that uh, the staff there actually did form the relationships with these people or had existing relationships with these people so that the older person and the clients felt comfortable to talk about those issues. In the study, you evaluated a program to prevent functional decline of older community-dwelling people called Staying Active, Staying Independent. What does this program involve and what did the evaluation cover? Well, we've we've done a number of evaluations. We've we've done some qualitative work uh, and identified um, what the meaning was for the clients and for the staff. Um, and we've also done uh, some quantitative evaluations. The quantitative evaluations will be in future papers, but um, we've we've published uh, two lots of papers about the qualitative aspect of the program. Uh, it was a privilege to be involved with the program. Um, what happened was that the Hobart District Nursing Service received funding through Health Workforce Australia to look at a different approach to assessing the client's needs and uh, to keeping them functional. I suppose it, it's it's very much related to the consumer-directed care that's, that we're working towards right now. So what the Hobart District Nursing Service did was educate the staff firstly, educate the care workers in the new approach, um, empowering them to do assessments on their clients uh, and also to support the clients as they went through um, the the program that was identified was suitable for them. Um, And the, the care workers went out and then spoke to the clients and Instead of assessing them from a nursing perspective, what they did was they asked the clients what was most important for them. And the clients identified issues that weren't obvious. Um, But in identifying their issues, and again, that's around mental health issues were included in that, um, 
they, the client identified their issues and then the care workers in conjunction with an allied health professional and a registered nurse worked together to implement a program that was suitable for that person. Uh, and the outcomes were just um, amazing. Um, there was there was um, outcomes for the staff, for the care workers. There was outcomes for the clients, and there was actually outcomes for the communities involved. So it it was um, a terrific program and something that can be replicated um, throughout the country. As as you mentioned, you conducted in depth interviews with older people receiving care and a focus group with seven community support workers. What what were some of the key points that these groups raised during the conversations? Um, what all of the um, the clients revealed to us or acknowledged to us was that the approach that the care workers took um, was uh, essential. Um, was very much um, accepted by the clients and enabled them to reveal their their deepest needs, their real needs. And that was based on the relationship that had been built with the care workers and the clients. So while we're talking about customer-directed care, if we're really going to identify the needs of the clients, the relationship and the communication that exists between the person doing the assessing and the client is um, essential. So that they, the client felt comfortable to talk about what their, their needs were and talk about their depression um, and, and talk about their um, isolation and their loneliness. Um, and, and then the care workers could address that. So what came out of it was that people their functionality improved. People who were at home... Um, and I'll, I'll give you an example. There was um, one lady who um, was stuck at home. She had previously loved going to the shops um, and having coffee and being part of the community. What had happened is she'd had a fall on a pavement, an uneven pavement. She'd had a fall and that really wrecked her confidence. So after the fall, she then um, stayed at home because she was frightened of another fall, even though she had a wheelie walker, etc. But she wasn't, she was really frightened. So the program that was devised was to strengthen her, her muscles so that she could walk more confidently. Um, the care workers were walking with her to the shops uh, and eventually with the exercises and the support, she was then able to walk herself up to the shops. And instead of being an isolated, lonely lady, she was then again engaged with the community and out walking and all the benefits of walking. So functionality was a big thing and, and this reconnection with community, reconnection with neighbours, being able to get back out again because um, programs had been spe specially tailored for that person um, and they were supported in that program. Um, the, the, those, they, they worked, they were effective. Um, the clients also talked about prevention how um, they understood that what they were doing, the programs they were involved with, was preventing functional decline so that um, they were able to walk further, to breathe better, to put their washing on the line um, confidently, um, to go out with neighbours. So they talked about um, prevention. Um, and they also talked about the confidence, the new confidence that they had. So as well as the physical effects, 
you know, there was this psychological effect. They felt more confident, so they were able to um, take more risks and do more things. Um, they also recognised that there was a, a reciprocity between the client and the care worker. Um, they could, the clients could see um, how the care workers were appreciating the positive outcomes. So when, as the clients improved and their quality of life improved, there was a lot of satisfaction there for the care workers who were involved in the program. So there were a lot of positive things, but underpinning all that was the empowering of the care workers by the managers um, and the registered nurses and the allied health professionals. So the care workers also had support while they were implementing the program. So the, just as the clients were receiving support, so were the care workers receiving support, um, which was essential in making this program work. You said that the relationship built between the caregiver and receiver was crucial. What are some of the important elements of, of this relationship? Um, good question, Dallas. Um, there, was, there was an authenticity there. There were authentic um, partnerships between um, the care worker and the client Um and the you know the the care worker wasn't coming in as the person um, with all the answers. The, the care worker took on this inquiry. You know what's what's best or what what did the client want? Um, and there was a real partnership there between the two of them. Um, there was also um, very um, solid communication skills. So they and and they had been built previously before. Um, this program started, so the care workers with the clients had been with the clients for some time, so they'd already developed um, a, a level of communication, um, and and this this um, communication and the attitude which underpinned this authentic partnership, um, they the they were the essential things to make this work. But again, it supported all levels, so the care workers were supported with what they were doing by management registered nurses and allied health professionals um, so that then they could then go and give that support to um, the clients. And there was education for the care workers because the care workers were nervous about doing it. They didn't think they had the skills um, and really they were they were the most appropriate ones to do the program with the clients. Um, the other thing was that the allied health um, person who developed the exercise programs actually went into the house, the client's house, and did the exercises with the clients where the client would be doing the exercises. Um, and so there was the location and the memory um, of doing the exercise with the allied health worker. Um, it was there, they were doing it either in the lounge room or in the kitchen or in the bedroom, wherever they were doing the exercises. That's where the, um, the person went to show them how to do the exercises. And then there were posters put up to remind um, the client of what, what was involved. Um, and those posters were put exactly where the person would do the exercises. So somewhere over the sink in the kitchen, somewhere in the lounge room, somewhere in the bedrooms. Um, so again, there's this focus on the client and what suited the client, what was um, most appropriate for them. You said there is still opportunity for improvement in the program. What are some areas that should be reviewed? 
Um, it's it's not so much reviewed. As I would think um, as extended. The um, the education for care workers needs to be something that's ongoing, and that support needs to be ongoing. Some of the care workers chose not to be involved in the program. They thought that they were not capable. So there's still some confidence building with the care workers that um, needs to be done. Um, and maybe some care workers, it's just beyond them, but um, perhaps not. Perhaps some more education, different education, um, maybe doing um, doing the program with the care workers as we've done with the, the clients. Um, looking at them and their particular needs and focusing education on the particular care worker. Um, so that's something that could be extended. There were also some clients who didn't want to be involved in the program. Some of the clients felt that the uh, the registered nurses know best um, and the care workers know best, um, and they would um, you know they would prefer that someone else come in and assess their needs rather than them sharing. Um, another interesting thing that came out was that, um, that there was only a couple of instances where there were obvious benefits for the client, but the client didn't understand that there were benefits. Um, one example was a lady who was having compression stockings put on. Um, so the, the staff would go and put compression stockings on because she'd ha previously had a, a, a leg ulcer. So the care workers were doing preventative work there. They were going in and putting on these compression stockings in the morning and then they would um, go back in the evening and remove the stockings before she went to bed. So this was every day, twice a day. Um, and she had not had another leg ulcer and she was really quite um, vulnerable to leg ulcers. Um, so that lady um, didn't understand that what the um, nurses, what the care workers were doing, was having um, a positive effect for her. So again, um, um, education of the client to explain um, that you know, to explain what's going on, to explain to them that what's happening um, is of benefit to them and why it's of benefit. So then there might need to be some more education of the clients um, and recognizing too, I think that because it may involve some clinical aspects that not all clients can identify their needs. So that lady um, with the leg ulcers could not have identified that she needed um, um, compression stockings on. That, that would be beyond her knowledge. So I think we have to recognise too that, um, it, yes, certainly we need to listen to the clients and, and listen to what's important to them, but there also has to be clinical judgment involved as well. But where we need to use clinical judgment, that there is a clear explanation to the client, um, ensuring that they understand what we're doing and why, and of course, having their permission to do so. Thank you for your time, Marie. Thank you for your interest, Alice.